Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Our website is filled with more encouraging interviews, all accessible at MyFaithRadio.com. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, the other Dr. Mintel, my husband, Norm. And as you know, every weekend we're here, we're doing life together, and we're always so glad you've joined us. Okay, okay, okay. I'm really excited. You know I've been waiting for this jacket to go on sale, right? I finally got it. What do you think? Huh? You like it? Huh? Huh? Please? You like it? Well, if I'm honest, uh, it's just, what? it's not my favorite. What? You don't like it? If you like it, Norm, that's all that counts. No, 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 no. You need to like it, too. Why does that matter? You don't need my stamp of approval if you like it. Okay. Nice. How'd we do? We were (laughs) just trying to play with the listeners for a moment to make a point. I hope it worked. Did you buy it, everybody? (laughs) Smile if you did. (laughs) I don't have a jacket. Well, not yet, but there is one that I really want. There is. I liked it, though. I saw it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I don't think I own a jacket that you don't like, right? Uh, I think you're safe on that one. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> you have good taste in clothes. People can't see it, but no. you really have good taste in clothes, I will say that. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I wonder how often, though, we do look for approval from other people. Or better yet, how often do we feel like we need their approval to be okay? That's a great question, because that's our topic today. And the need for approval is huge mm-hmm. for a lot of people, and it really does get in the way of healthy relationships. This need for approval affects so many people we know and a whole lot more. I'm glad we're talking about it. It can actually be a type of, I think, bondage, maybe even an addiction for some people. That's true for a number of reasons that we're going to go into. You know, Norm, I worked with someone whose relationship ended and um, she started to seek approval and was really having a hard time moving on with her life. Hmm. The, the person, you know, was it was a rejection in her mind and she just couldn't let it go. And she hated the idea that this guy chose to be with somebody else and not be with her. Mm-hmm. And she could not get the breakup out of her mind, even though she agreed he really wasn't the guy for her. Wow. So that rejection really bothered her. What was behind that, do you think? Why does it matter so much when clearly that relationship wasn't working? I think her fixation on this relationship was rooted just in what we're talking about, this really strong need for approval on a deep emotional level. This feeling of security or safety that we all need and want is based on the need to be approved. Mm. And this need is often validated early on in life. And when it's not, we'll talk about that in a minute. But sometimes we really need that to be that validation to come from other people and that approval need just becomes so strong. I get that from young children because they're always seeking mom or Mm -hmm. dad's approval. I get, yeah, I remember that. But then it seems like we're conditioned to go ahead and keep looking for it in other people as we grow up. And when we don't get that acceptance or validation as that we needed as children, that's exactly what happens. Mm. We do look for it in our adult relationships. Then what happens if we get rejected, it can undermine that sense of self that we have. And so we're kind of in this negative feedback loop. Mm -hmm. 
But seeking approval can also develop, and I want to make this point, because you may have had great, you know, great experiences as a child with this, and your right. parents may have done a really good job. But it can also develop from a real weak sense of self in which your uncertainty in terms of who you are, your identity, you know, as you launch into your own adulthood as a young adult, it's, sometimes it's really hard to understand who you are. And when you're not really sure about your ideas and what you think about things, you can be overly dependent on other people to define your worth or even your actions. Mm. But there are times that we need advice from other people, sometimes wisdom from others. In those cases, we do need to look to others to help us, right? That's true, but it's very, it's different. Being unable to make decisions for fear of disappointing someone is very different than needing advice or wisdom. So what is right for you based on your values and your spiritual life may not be approved by other people. Oh, that's true. In order to stand up for yourself, you need a strong sense of self to know what you believe why you believe it, and then stand firm. Hmm. I like that. So you're saying underneath this need for approval may be a lack of self-esteem or even a lack of truly knowing who you are. And that's influenced by a whole number of things like your upbringing, maybe your life experiences, your education, your work life, your relationships. Over time, certain experiences can make you doubt yourself. And then you look to other people to feel worthy. You literally give this power of defining yourself to other people. Hmm. Okay, so if you're thinking right now, hmm, I wonder if I'm an approval seeker, we're going to give you a number of questions to ask that might help you decide or know if this is a problem area for you to work on. Here's number one. When someone disagrees with you, do you take it personally? If you feel failed by a disagreement, it usually means you haven't been able to please someone, and that's what's upsetting you. Oh. That signals that you care too much about the other person's thought. Disagreement is normal, and you should not have to feel failed when you take a different position. And when you do stand on your own opinion or belief, you have to tolerate that disapproval or that disappointment and not think that you're less than someone else. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay, here's question number two. It's somewhat related. When you sense someone is disagreeing with you, does that make you change your mind? Well, if you do change your mind, and we do know somebody like this, she can't handle any conflict, and when a conflict comes up, she changes her opinion to agree with whomever is speaking. She nods in agreement, and then if someone takes a different position, she nods in agreement again. <laughs> and by the end of the conversation, you don't know what she thinks or feels because she's just going along with whomever is speaking. It reminds me of watching a tennis match. Looking yeah. left, looking <laughs> yeah. right, looking left, looking right. <laughs> Okay, here's where it gets awkward. She pretends to know things she really doesn't know because she's trying to please. Right? Yeah, and she's faking it. Yep. She wants so desperately to fit in, so much so that she's willing to act like she knows things or has experienced things that she has not. Of course, that's a problem because then you begin to feel like you can't trust right. her to be honest exactly. in the relationship. Yep. So it's better to just say, you know, I don't know anything about that. Hmm. Good point. Okay, question number three. This is a variation on the others. Are you afraid to say no because you're afraid of disapproval? Well, if this is you, it often leads to overcommitment or having too much to do. It can also lead to exhaustion and even resentment because you know you should have said no to something. Hmm. But the reason you say yes, if that reason is because you need the approval of others and you want other people to like you, that's a problem. Right. Now, you can say, you can overcommit for other reasons, but if it's because of approval, that's what you need to pay attention to. Boy, we know people like that. Question four. 
Do you stand up for your point of view no matter what or and or do you share it with other people? Now, some people might call this being a doormat if you don't do that, if you don't stand up. Mm -hmm. We see this now quite a bit. People don't really agree with so many things that are being pushed in our culture, but they remain silent for fear of disapproval. They worry about being canceled or being unpopular, maybe losing followers on social media. So they focus on pleasing other people no matter what the cost. Right. And unfortunately, there's truth in that. People Mm -hmm. are being canceled all the time for standing up for truth or their true feelings. And when you're a doormat in a relationship, people will walk all over you. That's why it's called a doormat, right? (laughs) (laughs) And you lose your self-respect because you're doing things you don't want to do. I'll give you an example. I was working with a young teen who really wanted to stop vaping because her family was getting upset with her and she knew that it was hurting her health. But this is what she told me. She said the only reason she could not stop was because all of her friends vape and she can't stand up to them. Hmm. She was really worried that they would make her an outcast and she would not be in the group. So the work I had to do with her was to help her stay true to what she believes and not be so influenced by others, which is not just a problem for teens, but it also is a problem for some adults as well. Well, what about the feeling of needing to apologize even when you've done nothing wrong? Yeah, that's another sign that you're seeking approval. A person who wants to please will be the first one to take the blame. Hmm. Again, you can probably think of someone you know who does this. If you find yourself regularly saying to somebody, why are you apologizing? You haven't done anything. (laughs) If you hear that, take the cue. That's probably something that you're doing to please. Would you agree that it's hard for approval seekers to take criticism? Yeah, I think criticism becomes intolerable to some people because they interpret that as meaning that they've failed and they've let people down. When, of course, you know, we all fail from time to time. But if you allow failure to dictate your sense of who you are, then that's a problem. When someone criticizes you, try to think of it as feedback. Is it legitimate? Is it just their opinion? We can learn from feedback and we can become very stressed if we think we're letting someone down. Mm-hmm. Well, that seems deeply rooted in our childhood, (laughs) but then you're the shrink. Well, it it can be. (laughs) It can be. If you were a child that didn't receive much praise growing up and you did get scolded when you did something wrong, that can influence this behavior later because kids in those environments, Norm, are desperate for their parents' approval. And then when they don't get it, it carries over to adult relationships. And then criticism can trigger those feelings of self-doubt. Here's one that I think may be very difficult for approval seekers. That's when they act in ways that are completely contrary to what they believe and know to be true, just to be accepted. Which was happening to the teen who was vaping, right? She didn't want to even do it. And it was causing all these problems in her life. But when you're so desperate to fit in, and you're so desperate to be approved by a group of people, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. In adult relationships, we can do things like lie or give in to something that we oppose We sacrifice our beliefs sometimes to be part of a group, and we know that doesn't end well. It's hard to live with that type of dissonance when you do that. And I have found that this can even be the root of some types of depression and anxiety. People are behaving in ways that they just know aren't consistent with their beliefs. So if we could just care less what others think (laughs) and more about who we really are, it seems like it would help. It sounds easy, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Not to care so much. Just do it. (laughs) Well, it really would free you up to grow if you could lose that need for approval. It stops the negative cycle of worrying about what other people think, and it stops the anxiety that comes with people pleasing. You know, that fear of letting other people down 
just causes distress and it really does interfere with your life. It seems to me that our strong mental health has got to be wrapped up in a balance on all these things. You want to help, you want to please, but you can't do it to the detriment of your own self. Yeah, we want to be validated, but we don't want to do that always by having to be pleasing other people. All right, I really need your approval on this. Do I have it? You got it. Okay, we have to take a break. (laughs) And when we come back uh, on the other side, we're going to find out how to lose that unhealthy need for approval. More on the Dr. Linda Mental Show in just one moment. Social media can be a real source of jealousy in our culture. It's so easy to be envious of a friend's fitness progress, a family member's new car, or a colleague's promotion. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I know I'm not the only one who plays the comparison game on social media. But if our self-worth is measured in the number of hearts our Instagram gets, we're missing the point big time. Instead of obsessing over the number of thumbs up you get, ask yourself, are my actions worthy of a thumbs up from God? I promise you, he doesn't care what your outfit of the day is or if you're drinking your first Starbucks red cup of the season. God already gave you a double tap when he knit you in your mother's womb. And the only filter we need is Christ himself, who erases our imperfections and makes us holy. Having lots of followers is great, but remember, God asked us to follow him first. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. And I'm Dr. James Cribbs, and we co-authored a book, Living Beyond Pain. If you're one of the 100 million people suffering from chronic pain, this is a book for you, Living Beyond Pain, in stores now. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Just a reminder, you can follow Dr. Linda on social media. Her Twitter and Instagram accounts are at drlindamintel and Facebook, Dr. Linda Mintel, author and speaker. You can also listen to our podcast on myfaithradio.com or on your favorite podcast platforms like iTunes. Just search Dr. Linda Mintel Podcast or go to myfaithradio.com. Well, today we're talking about seeking approval. And here's a quote I found from American novelist, the great F. Scott Fitzgerald. He said, most people think everybody else feels about them much more violently than they really do. (laughs) They think other people's opinions of them swing through great arcs of approval or disapproval. Wow. Hmm. I think that's insightful. In other words, most people aren't really thinking about you all that much. (laughs) It's probably a good thing to keep in mind, right? I mean, um, you know, when we, when we start talking about this topic, you know, few things in life, Norm, are black and white, and people are always going to have different opinions. So we really need to learn how to think for ourselves. And why do we get so upset when someone disagrees with us? And why are we always looking for someone to approve of us? I mean, it's really only their opinion. Right. And they may not truly think about us as badly as we think they do. Right. According to Scott 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 Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, (laughs) Okay. What about this one? Paying insincere compliments to someone just to get their approval. You know, I think most people can see through that, don't you? I do too. Yeah. And they know that that's being used a little bit like a manipulative thing. And it doesn't accomplish the goal of being liked. I think really, don't you think it has the opposite effect? does for me. Yeah, they may have a worse opinion of you and not trust you because they know that you're not being sincere. I agree. Here's another sign of approval seeking, I think. Asking permission when you really don't need to. You know, we hear just the opposite of that in work settings where the phrase, I'd rather ask forgiveness than permission have you ever heard that one? Often. Yeah. Often. <laughs> so this came out of the works of a guy named Tim Ferriss, 
regarding the use of time management. And the idea there is, you know, if you ask, you're probably going to be told no. So just make the change and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I actually have done that in the work setting. Sure. Uh, more times. But now in relationships. That's different. I don't know if that really applies because there are times when you need to be respectful of the other person. You should ask for permission and talk things out and not just do things and then ask for forgiveness later. No, I agree. I think it's a different situation than <clears throat> the workplace where we <laughs> sometimes have to do that <laughs> to get something done. Survival it, strategy. That's right. It seems that way. <laughs> so what about trying to get compliments or attention from other people? We see this online a lot, I think. Someone tells a sad story and then, oh, you don't deserve that. Or you tell every detail of your life in the hopes of getting more people to hit like. And then there are the selfies, the lavish vacation postings, and more and more. Yeah, what is the intention behind all those posts? I always want to call the person up and say, why are you telling all these graphic details about your life online. Have you ever thought about that and seen too much of that? Well, that's not what I would have asked, but I get it. I I wonder if people are looking for validation with that. If that's the motive, if if you're thinking about this now and going, why do I post like that? And then ask yourself, what is the motive? Do you need other people to approve of you to feel good about your life? Have you heard this saying, Norm, stay true to yourself? An original is worth more than a copy. Hmm. Speaking of a co- uh, of ro- speaking of an original, remember the other day we were at the coffee shop. Should have taken a picture we of this should guy. Have. He would have loved should it. Have. He would have. He would have. This guy had a mohawk. He had shaved both sides of his head, but his hair was sprayed. He said he used a lot of hairspray. It stood straight up at least twelve inches. It was about a foot high. I mean, it was massive. We didn't know how it was staying. I up. asked him. I said, yeah. "Excuse me, this is a serious question. How do you sleep?" Because it seems like you would knock it all down. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite a statement, though. You know? Well, you know, he, and he was saying, um, you know, we were asking him about it. What did it? Because we were really wondering, you know, is he looking for attention? Mm-hmm. Because then you immediately noticed him when he walked into the you coffee couldn't shop. Yeah. You couldn't help. And it was kind of reddish. So it really stood out. It really stood out. But, but or was it just self-expression? So, you know, when we talked to him, he was really, he was really nice. So we really couldn't figure out what his motive was for doing that. We were trying, but he liked the attention and he was mm-hmm. really quite friendly. Sometimes it is just self-expression, but other times it's a massive need to get attention from somebody. Are there negative consequences to seeking approval? Well, yeah, there actually, there actually are. There's actually been a lot of research in this area. It can stop you from achieving, from feeling personally fulfilled. It can contribute to low self-esteem, as we mentioned before, and even affect your day-to-day performance and even increase your stress. So there is a coaching quote from a lady named Louise Hay, and she says this, Remember you've been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and Mm. see what happens. Mm. Now, that's a bit of a secular approach, but remember that God approves you, and you don't have anything to prove to God. He accepts you the way you are. Mohawk and all, right? Mohawk and all. That's yeah, right. God loved that man he who walked him. into that coffee yeah, shop. Yeah, we thought he was pretty cool. Yeah. Vernon Howard, a life coach, also says, a truly strong person does not need the approval of others any more than a lion needs the approval of sheep. <laughs> Whoa. That sounds a little uh, yeah, okay. scary. Okay. Well, listen, I read this in my Jesus Calling devotional the other day. It was perfect for this. So listen to what it said. When you see yourself through other people's eyes— you add your own mistaken ways of seeing things to theirs. Hmm. As you struggle to be the person you think others want you to be, 
you get trapped. You're not able to be who I want you to be. And the I is talking about God in this case. The scripture with that entry was Proverbs 29, 25. It said, the fear of man is a snare, but the one who trusts in the Lord is protected. Sometimes I think it takes more effort to trust God and what he says about who we are than what other people do. (laughs) So it really is about knowing who you are in Christ. Yes, and to find your identity first and foremost in Christ. And that is really the key of what we're talking about. He already approves you, not because of what you do, not because of how much money you make, who you know, or any other, you know, external measure that you can imagine. He approves you because you are His, you are made in His image, and just for that reason, you are loved. That's right. One of our all-time favorite authors is Oz Guinness. He calls this pleasing the audience of one. Mm -hmm. There's only one audience, God, and he even capitalizes audience. So, Mm -hmm. there's an audience of one. In fact, the scripture tells us to fear God not man. Yeah, and I love what he says about that. We, we've used that phrase, the audience of one, so many times, because ultimately pleasing God is going to lead to better relationships in your life and a stronger sense of who you are because your identity is found in Christ. And that's an important thing, Norm, because when you bring your strong self of a strong sense of who you are to a relationship, it really makes the relationship better. I like that. Since confidence and validation lead us to that stronger sense of self, we can get both of those and trust that we can get them both in our relationship with the Lord. Yeah, and we have to understand who we are in Christ. And to do that, you have to read His Word, really, to better understand how He relates to you and what He says about you. And it's a confidence booster when you read it. We're loved, we're cherished, we're desired, we're affirmed. I mean, I could go on and on with those. And then ask yourself, do your opinions of yourself match what God says Hmm. about you? If not, that's not God's voice that you're listening to. Boy, that's true. We need this firm foundation. And on a practical level, maybe we should stop telling other people what they want to hear and start being more honest and authentic with what we feel and think. There's a lot of parroting going on in our culture. People who repeat narratives with no real understanding of what they're saying. For example, go ahead and hook up. It's empowering. Hmm. Is it? Have you talked to people who hook up? Are there negative consequences for this behavior? You know, I can tell you as a therapist, there are a lot of negative consequences. And if you're a person of faith, this isn't consistent with the Bible. Hooking up to win a guy or feel loved is risky. And if you're a Christian, there will be guilt because you know what the Bible says about sex outside of marriage. So regardless of the cultural acceptance of this, and often this happens because you want someone else to approve of you or you're trying to earn their love. This is such a hard message for a lot of people to hear, but what we're trying to do today is help you thrive and have healthy relationships. Anytime we do anything just to please man and not God, we've got a problem. And you know, a lot of it too is that we're trying to please ourselves mm-hmm. with what the culture says and we're forgetting about God. So we're not here to judge you, but we're trying to bring out this fact that if you're living for yourself apart from God, that doesn't go well. And you can respect the right of others to their opinions. People that don't know the Lord will live different ways, but you also have the right to respect your own opinion. Don't be pressured by the loudest voices, those who have the megaphone. Stick to your guns. Do what's right. One day, you'll be standing in front of that audience of one, and you'll be accountable to him. No one else's opinions matter. (laughs) I love Oscar Wilde. He said, be yourself. 
everyone else is already taken. (laughs) (laughs) Stop comparing yourself to someone else. Yeah, you're wonderfully and fearfully made a unique creation with your own gifts and talents. Be brave. Be yourself. Embrace mistakes, failures. Try new things. Do you is what I want to say. There you go. John Piper tells us that craving human praise is like a cistern that can't hold water. Which is why Jesus tells his disciples to pray and fast. Jesus is the living water that will satisfy our thirst and our cravings. Well, if you feel stuck in this area, perhaps a therapist can help. As we close our time together, Paul writes in Galatians 1.10, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man... I would not be a servant of Christ. As a servant of Christ, be encouraged. You have God's stamp of approval. Walk in that confidence. Don't allow others to influence you away from God's word. Listen to God's voice and not the voice of others who don't have your best interests in mind. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to our producer and co-host, Norm Mintel, who makes the show a conversation, and our technical producer, Katie Sims. From all of us here at Faith Radio, hey, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.